0: Hello and welcome to the Bookish Banter podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter podcast. Let's get started.
1: Hello, how's it going? Oh, it's going. It's going. It's it's been a, it's been a week here like it's just been like one thing after another I felt very I'm like everyone else I feel in the month of September I'm in a major like reading slump and I don't want to read anything but like like trashy romance novels that have zero plot and just like not think like that's literally where I'm at right
0: now (laughs) yeah we came into smutty September with like high hopes and it turned into smutty reading slump September so Mm -hmm. it's fine it's all everything's fine I read. I um. I listened to a lot of audiobooks, but I was looking at my like physical reading list this month, and I was like, "Haha, joking with myself." Like, yeah, I only read like three books this month. No, I actually only read three books this month. It's embarrassing. I'm sad for myself, and I DNF'd two. <laughs> I
1: haven't. I. I. As I've said before, I don't really do audiobooks just because I can't focus, and it's just if I'm. I have to be focused on it. And if I'm gonna be focused on it, I might as well just read it. So um, but I do have my Kindle. So I read a couple books on my Kindle and then I read like four or five books, like like uh physical copy books. So this has been okay, but it's just I haven't been like, yeah, like there are some months where I'm just like read, 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 read. Like I'm just like going and charging through and I was that way in the beginning of the month. And then like, I think kind of towards the middle end of the month, I was just like, I just hit a wall and it's just like, I know not feeling it right now. So, um, yeah. So I've just been kind of, like I said, just mood reading and like going from there. Like, I'm like, if I feel like reading it I'll read it. And if I don't, I'm like, "Eh, we'll see how it goes, which is really bad when you have a podcast based on books and you have to read specific books by a specific time. Yeah,
0: hence the episode we're doing today. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I have not read much. Surprisingly, I traveled a lot and didn't read anything, but I did finish like 10 audiobooks, so I don't know if that counts. But
1: <laughs> it counts, it counts. <laughs> it counts. Yeah. They yeah. Were You're all
0: very considered- YA. I did the entire shiver series, Spin the Dawn, uh I yeah, The House of the and Sea, like all, all lots of lots of YA this month.
1: <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. No, mine have been YA and then like really, really smutty books. (laughs) Like I said, more, more smut than plot. That's been where my, where my, I just like, don't want to think. I just don't like, I'm just like, work has been insane. So I'm just like, my brain has no like capacity to like think. So if I don't have to think about it, I don't, I don't want to. So that's where, where I'm at right now.
0: Totally fair. Yeah. I,
1: doing well. well.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all thriving over here. Um, yeah, well, that's why we've kind of changed the episode to this. Yeah. I feel like I've been more on bookstagram than I have been reading this month. And I think mm-hmm. that's just because, well, if anyone's met me, I'm crazy. Um, I've just been like trying to rebuild my following. So I'm like spending more time doing that. And I, it's like the times where I usually am like reading for like 10 minute break at work or, I read at lunch or something like that. I'm usually, I've been doing like content creation and, just trying to like interact with the community because, uh, you know, me, I'm just like certifiable.
1: Hey, you've so. been doing well though. Your account's <laughs> been doing really well. So it's I've, fine. Yeah. The llama gram is back, baby. Yeah. Not the, not the OG llama gram, but no, no. 2.0. 2.0. 2. Um, that
0: was embarrassing. But- <laughs> <laughs> but- yeah. I'm a different version of myself. You know, I just, this is how I get all my self-worth. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Um, yeah, so it's been really fun. I got some exciting news. So I actually got picked, uh, this past week to be a rep for blissfully bookish. So we interviewed Catherine a few months ago. Um, we've kind of always been obsessed with her stuff, but I went like full tilt and was like, I want to be a rep for her so badly. And so I ended up going for it, applying and got it. And I'm, I like cried when I got it and I texted (laughs) Kirsten this morning and I was like oh my god they posted it I'm so excited to tell you like blah 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 so yeah it was really fun and we got to um kind of share in all the excitement of everything that's goes along with that it's not like a I think it's some huge deal but I just I'm really excited to like kind of see a little more of the inner workings behind all of um Mm -hmm. everything that goes into it and you know just take lots
1: of it's exciting exciting. when you're like because you know when you're starting it, you see all these people that are like reps for stuff and you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, I want to do that. And you work hard to curate your page and build your following and like build a genuine following, you know, and people to interact with your videos and um, your pictures and your content and stories, et cetera. And so when that pays off and, you know, whether it's the form of like ads or rep becoming a rep for a company um, it's, it's so exciting to see that. And so like, cut that for that to come to fruition. So um, yeah, I was really excited for you. I was, I was very excited. I know you're going to kill it. So, um, manifested the shit out of that. Yo, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: like, oh. this is me now. <laughs> Just like, changed my entire feed. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's like, so I agree. It's so surreal. Like we were talking about this before we got on the episode about, you know, like repping for companies and stuff like that. And I saw this video, I'll, I have to link it down below, but it's from Rebecca Reeds and it's an audio from, we were the Miller's. And it's like, you were getting paid $50,000 and you were only going to pay me or whatever, $500,000 and you're only going to pay me 30,000. And it's like lifestyle influencers, like fitness influencers and like bookstagrammers are like, you're getting paid for this. And it's so funny yeah. because it's so true. true. And like, I just die. And I, I like laughed so hard. And I showed my boyfriend yesterday and I was like, you have to watch this. And he was like, I don't understand, but that feels fair. And I was like, yeah, it's so true <laughs> though. Like we put so much effort into this and all we get out of it. I mean, if you work really hard and you, you know, make connections and do that is like, it's not all, but a lot of what you get out of this is just going to be like free merch and, or like advanced reader copies. And it's like, we're not mad about send them our way. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's what we're, that's what we're fucking in it for. for, but (laughs) That's why we all started this, but it's like, it's crazy to think that there's people out there with like, you know, 5,000, like these micro influencers, like 5,000, 10,000 following that are getting paid for things. And we're over here basically working for free for the, For the publishing industries, and it's nuts, and you know that's—I mean—that's one of the reasons why we like doing the podcast is because we kind of get to no filter, like talk about this stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's like it's—it blows my mind to think about all the effort that goes into book talk and Bookstagram, and how. Oh yeah,
1: I mean, it's aside from nobody's getting paid. (laughs) Well, aside from actually reading the books, I mean, it—it's—it's not i'm not i'm not saying being an influencer in any way is like easy i mean there's there's a lot of things that go into that which i don't understand because i just don't get it but i know there's a lot that goes into it i mean you're busy curating stuff everything is content you know you know how you look what you do et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, depending on what industry you're representing or what have you um but when it comes to i feel like when it comes to like book talk and bookstagram I mean, yeah, we may not be like, like dressed up to the nines. Some of us are. I, I try to maybe look like, a, like I didn't crawl out of a freaking sewer when I post a video, but like we spend a lot of time reading these books and whether it's reading them, like, you're, you know, you're taking notes. You're, for us, we read these books and we take notes on these books and we um, talk about them in depth and, you know, our opinions of it. And that's, that's a lot of work. I mean, and that's, A lot of people do that on their pages, you know, when they do reviews, when they post videos, etc, etc. So it's like, there's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes, other than just taking a picture of a book and being like, you know, four stars. And if you're into the cosplay thing, that's a whole other thing. But it's it's been, it's, it's time consuming and it's tough. It is. I saw that video too. And I was laughing. I was like the accuracy of this video though. Like, (laughs) but like you say that we're not like, we don't do what other
0: influencers do, but it's like, we do like we're on our stories all the time. You're posting every single day. You're posting video content. Like you're curating relationships. You're curating your feed. Like, especially I mean, not especially because I think a lot of us that have a small following are still doing the same things. But like, hmm. think about these bigger influencers. This is such a tangent. Like, this is not what this episode is about. But you know, you think about these people who, like Rebecca, she's creating these amazing videos. Jenna, shout out to Jenna, just love her to death. But like, Jenna, it's like, hey, Jenna. you know, that they're getting costumes and getting accessories and getting the books and reaching out to publishers and, you know, cur- curating all those things. And then on top of that, running a feed that's got 10,000, 25,000 followers. And Sarah, we're
1: talking about you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And it's shout like shout out to Rose <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah, Sarah's a goddess. And you know, you're running these book clubs <laughs> and you're doing all these things and getting so involved in the industry. And it's like I just think about that today, and um, just in general, like we are doing everything that these influencers are doing, just a different yeah. niche, and we're not getting mm-hmm. paid for it, and that's totally fine. That's the point of all this is that we love it. But it's crazy to think that like the difference between us as a community and a fitness TikToker or a yeah. lifestyle influencer blogger is not very different. And oh. it's wild that we're not getting well, also
1: because we are so, well, we are, we're very influential. I mean, you go into any Barnes and Noble, any like big bookstore, any bookstore, really like, there's going to be a table that's either book talk or bookstagram, made me buy it, or, you know, what's trending. And it's, it's all these books that you're seeing on the bookish interwebs. You know what I mean? I mean, Akatar came out a long time ago. Throne of Glass came out a long time ago. Like these aren't books that were published this year. I mean, obviously later on, you know, later on in the series, but this didn't start, you know, a year or two ago. These these series have been around for a while. I mean, Throne of Glass has been finished for a while. And so it's it's very interesting to me that, you know, it's it's cool to see these books and to see the popularity of these books and to see it kind of take off and go crazy. But at the same time, I mean, this is something also that we talked about when it came to the Shadow and Bone situation. So there was a there were some situations where there or there was a a situation that me personally I was a bit upset about it because we there was this TikTok filter and you like leaned a certain way and it told you what character you were, and Netflix like reached out to people who maybe were not weren't in the bookish community, which is fine. But not, and they paid them to like advertise this like quiz and this show and whatever, and that's fine. But not one of those people were bookish people, like people that, and there's a lot of influencers on BookTok who have a big following, like they have a big following, and so well, and like so like not even have one yeah. of them in there. That's so. That was to me that was such a slap in the face to the community that quite literally made this show happen they made nobody knew what Shadow Bone was except for us little bookish nerds right. who were freaking out and then we all watched it and then we were like you need to watch it you need to watch it you need to watch it and push it on people and then it became literally the number one show in the world for you know however long and it's just like it amazes me that like companies still don't recognize the influence that the bookish interwebs community has
0: well yeah and like i will remember it at the end of this episode i'm sure but someone on tiktok just got verified and she's like one of the first book talkers and she's her she's a huge following it's like i'm so excited for her i love her like her feed and it's crazy because it's like she doesn't even have the most out of like most of the book talkers and she just got verified and she worked so hard for that and it's like that's wild and netflix again, only pick people with like the blue check mark or what have you, um, to do all this. And it's crazy. It's just like, I don't know. I I think it's nuts because I feel like there's, yeah, you're right. Like we're so influential and I would just coming back and trying to like restart my account and doing all those things. Not that I'm like here for the likes, but you know, like endorphins and all that it's nuts to think like how much influence we all have. And how different it is and like what we can this went from I got to be a rep to like manifesting well, our entire
1: lives. But it's <laughs> it's true though. I mean, I've seen yeah. it on it's crazy because at one point in time, book talk was trending on TikTok. Like it was a trending hashtag. And it was like, what is going on here? And it was like everyone was like, What is this? I didn't even know this was like a facet of of TikTok. And I'm like, for obviously that's why i joined tiktok was for book talk so that wasn't like i was like really good but it was like trending and it was like the coolest thing to see you know a lot of people and then you know you get people who are on there who are like you know want to be actors or models etc who are like you know oh i'm resand, or i'm you know such and such and doing all these things and which is great to see the community like i into that but at the same time it's like also like be respectful of the community and maybe do your research like I and like also, going like, back to the ugly chubby people with like a little <laughs> <un-in-ish-over-wise>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a wild yeah. week on the the book internets
1: it's been it's been a while here your girl <laughs> held- went off on a three-minute video on TikTok so if you want to hear me rant go on over there but I yeah just be nice to each other have respect for each other. Like. Ta- got to listen to me rant for like 30 minutes before we started recording, but you know, be nice to people. If you have an opinion, that's great. But be an adult when you talk about it. And if you can't say anything nice, don't say it at all. So,
0: anyways, snaps our, for that.
1: I totally our, agree.
0: Our, uh, yeah, have. it's been it's been quite a week. Like I've I haven't dealt with a lot of. We've kind of talked about this, but like I think, no offense to book talk and um, TikTok in general, but like I think there's a lot less negativity on Instagram, and people have said that. Um, I think it's just an older generation. It's us elder millennials that are on it. And, you know, we're not there to, to pick fights and talk about like controversial things and take sides and stuff. But I think it's starting to bleed over a little bit to Instagram and it it gets a little negative. And it's like, I haven't, I haven't dealt with it up until this point. And um, yeah, if you guys want to hear all about what Kirsten and I went through this week, you can message us, but it, it was just, it's just silly. People just want to stir the pot for no reason. And it wasn't anything big, but it, it like ruins your day when people act like that. And you're like, okay, good, good for you. You know, like that's just, this is the hill we're dying on this week. So it's been a day, yeah. it's been a week. Mm-hmm. We did not read our books. Have you nope. gotten anything <laughs> fun and bookish to make your week better?
1: Um, what did I get? Oh, um, I haven't gotten it in yet, but book of the month opened up their, their, choices today the x-hex was one of the choices and i really 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 want to read that book and so i was really excited about that and then i got um i got the uh what else did i get um the kiss quotient and bringing down the duke it is bringing down the duke which i'm really excited about all three of them so i was really happy with this with my book of the month box this month but i've Aside from like book of the month boxes and then my like bookish boxes, but uh, my book boxes, um, I've put myself on a book buying ban because I went a little crazy when Tatiana was here <laughs> and bought many books. So I've been actually pretty good about the things that I have bought. So I've been pretty chill, but I am, I lied. I haven't bought any books but I have bought bookish things because I'm revamping my Nina cosplay so I have like OG book Nina cosplay and show Nina cosplay and I'm really freaking excited about it so if it turns out if it works the way I want it to it should look really really cute um we shall see. We shall see. I'm not going to get my hopes up too high, but um, also if you're looking for any kind of cosplay stuff, definitely go on Shein because they have some great things like stuff that you would find like on Amazon for like two or three times the price. So, and they actually get here relatively quick. You know, it's been pretty decent. So if you're looking at a cosplay stuff, definitely check out Shein because they have got some really good stuff on there. So that's where I got some of the stuff. Oh yeah, and I'm doing a lore cosplay because we just read lore and I love lore and I was like, oh, this will be good. So I'm working on that one. So keep your eye out for those uh videos and pictures when those, <laughs> those come out. That's it. That's all I got. What about good. you?
0: <laughs> I have gotten, um, I think I've gotten probably gotten quite a few things since we like last chatted, but I today I got my Fairy Loot box in and it's got two books in it, which is kind of cool. And a lot of things, I don't want to give any spoilers because I think some people are still like waiting for their boxes, but I'm a little bit bummed. I never do this. I bought a new book at full price, which if you know me, you know, I love to thrift just because uh, I was really in a vibe at the time. I'm not going to tell you guys which one or when I bought it because you'll figure it out. And it is also this book of the month, which I'm kind of bummed about because that's never happened to me in the like six to nine months that I've been doing bookish boxes and like those I've never accidentally also bought the book. So I'm not really sure I might end up selling the fairy loot edition. So if anybody wants the fairy loot edition of this month's box, just like hit a girl up. Um, what else I got my blissfully bookish rep package in. So I got two sweatshirts. Uh, I got a zip up hoodie and a cropped hoodie, which like I cropped hoodies are like a vibe for me. Like as fall hits, I'm like cropped hoodie. I've like nine. So <laughs> I was really excited about that one. Um, I ordered some shoe charms from Blushly Bookish, not from them because they didn't sell them, but they were an Illumicrate like special edition. So I bought them from somebody else on Bookstagram. I'm super excited for those to come in. So I have a pair of pink sneakers that I'm going to put them on. Uh, what else? I made a red rising sweatshirt because I am hundred percent weird. So red rising has merch officially on like, I hope you're not listening to this, but Pierce Brown's website, uh, just kidding. And it looks very similar, but it's usually just the, the wolf on there and there's like nothing else so I had a red sweatshirt that I actually intended to make a six of crows type of situation out of but I figured I have a, a lot of like no mourners no funerals merch and it's it's getting a bit much so I decided to turn into a red rising sweatshirt so I did the red rising I did the like logos on the arms um I did a little saying on the back it turned out really cute if anyone's looking to make
1: it's so cute I saw it and I was like what is this you were like it's so right I'm obsessed with it I'm like I don't Know what fandom this is like yeah. i was so confused but it's cute and then you were yeah. like oh it's red rising i'm like yeah i haven't read that yet okay good like yeah yeah fair I, enough fair enough i was <laughs> like what is this and that's the
0: thing is like i've looked on etsy and i really wanted a patch because for my denim jacket and i found a few that i liked but i'm just like i don't know for me i'm like i don't know if i want to pay, pay like 12 dollars for something that's going to probably be on like the back or in a weird corner i don't have like a ton of room left on my jacket i wanted like a really small one or a pin and i couldn't find one that i really liked And then I was looking through like Etsy and all the fandom merch and it's, they're just so blocky and like boring, which this one's not like anything excessive, but I was like, I have the sweatshirt. I'm going to turn into something I want to do. I like the like minimalistic, like weird details on the sleeves and like on the back corners and things like that. So I was like, I'm just gonna make it myself. I haven't crafted in a while. So I made one and I also made Tiffany a matching one. So
1: it's super cute. What a time to be alive. (laughs)
0: Loved it. I think that's about all I've gotten this week slash done.
1: We've 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 done well with uh yeah. we're just like drowning our sorrows and like bookish merch and like yeah <laughs> every trying not to like
0: <laughs> swipe uh, <laughs> add to cart <laughs> oh I did also do book of the month literally okay so should we get into our episode uh,
1: yes let's I don't know it. if we
0: said this earlier but we're doing a Q and I have all the questions so I'm basically going to be interviewing Kirsten while also providing Ooh. my own commentary yes so question number it's one Judas. we polled you guys um and then we grabbed a couple of questions that I just feel like. Other people have asked in the past. So how did we meet?
1: Oh, goodness. So we met in college. I decided to freshman year, I decided to rush the uh, professional sorority Sigma Alpha. And Tatiana was actually my big. So she was my big. And then we were roommates for two years until she graduated. And yeah, so big roomy bestie. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Literally. We had a
0: ton of fun in college.
1: Yeah, we were both in the college bag, and so we—that's how we met. We all had the same of, major. Yeah. Okay, next question. Us now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many books have you read this year? Slash, do you have your own Goodreads? Do you keep a Goodreads?
1: So funny. I was actually going to talk to you about this. Um, so I found a new app, hot tip. It's like a book tracking app. It's kind of like Goodreads. It's called StoryGraph. Okay. And um, it I don't I don't track my I never have tracked my stuff on Goodreads, so I don't know what like their analytics is, but like. It's straight up like analytics of like, you know, here's your reading goal. This is how many books you've read. This is how many pages you've read. This is how many you need to read. Um, it gives you like the moods of, of the books that you read. So it's like a little pie Ooh. chart and it's like you're you're more into adventurous or emotional or like mysterious reads or whatever. And then it's like the pace of, of the reads that you usually do. So like average page numbers, um, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, mine is all fiction. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> and then it also gives you a breakdown of the genres that you that you read so oh. my number one genre is fantasy followed by romance which are we shocked no I don't know so. and then the format the formats <laughs> the formats um how the authors that you read and how many books you've read of theirs and then it's like a little chart of like when you've read the books I added them all in September because I just got this app so it's like just in September it's like books like everywhere um and then your rating and the rating system I really really like because you can, it can be as easy or as difficult as you want it. You can either write like a long old novel or it has like questions that it asks you. It's like, you know, what's the pace of this book? Um, Is it dark? Are the characters lovable? Are they like, is it more character or plot driven? Um, Are there trigger warnings? And it gives you a whole list of like what you can pick from is like if there's trigger warnings or it's, I love it. I absolutely love it. So um, that's what I use to track my reading but this year so far I've read 50 books so my reading goal is 75 books but I've read 50 which I thought I had read more but I guess I didn't but I mean I it's still good um I really didn't get into like bookstagram or Talk or any of that until like April May so almost halfway through the year was when I really started like reading a lot more. I was reading a lot, but like not as much as I am now. So yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. And it's pretty good. What about you?
0: So I track online through Goodreads. This sounds like a very fun app. Uh, I downloaded it as you were talking <laughs> because I, someone else has actually said something to me about this. And I was like, wow, I really like,
1: The only thing that I don't like is that you can't skip on the Goodreads. You can scan books. Like you can scan Mm -hmm. the book and look up the rating that people give it. But on here you can't, but you can still like look up books.
0: Yeah. I use Goodreads for all mine. So this is, uh, I started tracking them at like the beginning, like the middle of last year. I think I started tracking a lot of my books and, uh, I've been like severely dedicated to it this year. Physical reads, I've kind of lost count, but total audio and physical, I'm at 86. So nice. I hit my Goodreads goal, which was, I was all physical books of 50. I think I hit that in like July. Yeah. Um, and then went a little crazy, downloaded the Libby app and started listening to audiobooks. Like it was literally my job and have <laughs> managed to read some 40 books in the last two months. So That's I have awesome. a problem. It's called an addictive personality. It's a character flaw. And yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had my Goodreads goal at 50 and I changed it to a hundred because I was like, I don't know it's it's like more fun to watch it go yeah off and-
1: I had mine originally at 100 and I was like oh like I've read like more and I was like well, I've only read like 50 books and I was like I'm not gonna be able or like 45 books at a time I was like and it's September and I was like I don't think I'm gonna be able to read like 55 books in two months like it's the end of September. So like two or three months, like it's not going to happen. And so um, I was like, we're going to kick this down to 75 and like hit this goal and be happy with it, which like 75 is pretty decent. I was that's good for me, but um, it's like seven books a month ish. So I felt that was pretty accurate for how much I've been reading. Um, next year I'll probably be a lot more adamant about, I'm really bad about doing reviews. Like I have many drafts in my Instagram in my bookstagram that um of reviews that I need to post so I'm slowly posting them I read Serpent and Dove many months ago and I still have not done a book review on it so that's where I'm at but I'm, yeah I use yeah. story
0: that's nice I'm gonna try I'm trying that now as we speak I really do like Goodreads because I feel like it's it's nice to feel like you're like accomplishing something you're like d how far are you I don't use the update feature or do any of that kind of stuff, but it is fun to uh, see lots of like new books and suggestions and things like that. And they also do giveaways on there, so I have entered a few of them and not won a single one. But it's the thought yeah. that counts.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that scanning feature is the best thing. You can just like scan it and it pops up, and you're good to go. But um, that would be nice on here. So StoryGraph, if you're listening, put a scan feature on your on your app. But yeah, other than response. that, I I really, 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 really not like sponsored. <laughs> It might be it's there's okay. a plus version, so it might be on the plus version, but yeah. I have the free version because yeah, I we're not paying for that. Cheap. Awesome. <laughs> Next question: What is your favorite thing about podcasting? Oh goodness! Um, funny you should ask, is today is uh, International Podcast Day for Woo-hoo! anyone that doesn't know, December thirtieth. So I actually posted this on our page today, but we were tagged kind of in this in this thing, um, but basically. Says, you know, what makes podcasting special to you is one of the questions. And for me, it was just being able to share our love of books, like some of our favorite books or favorite fandoms, and be able to just like have these conversations with each other and just completely nerd out over these characters and like in such a judgment free zone and be able, well, most, most days, a judgment free zone. This, this area, podcast is a
0: judgment free zone. Safe
1: space. um. But, you know, it's, you know, and be able to just like be a total nerd about books and um, yeah, and enjoy that. And then also share that love with other people and have that kind of reciprocated. So people, you know, liking the same books or having the same opinions. And even if they don't, that's also great too. Like that's, it's just, it's such a great community. And also we've met some great people. Like some of the people that we've met and interviewed and talked with have just been, just so great, and so um, it's, it's been, it's been a wild ride, and it's just, it, it seems to be like, picking up steam, and it's, like, all right, like, let's do this, so I don't, when I, I don't think I of all like, we've met, like I said, we've met so many people, and I think, you know, when we started this in April, obviously, we were, like, yeah, like, you know, we want to do this, and this, and we had these big dreams, and they're slowly, but surely, they're starting to, kind of, manifest, and it's, like, holy cow, like this is freaking awesome. So, um, I, yeah, I, I just love it. And it's, it's, it's a good time. What about you?
0: I think for me, so Kirsten does all the social media and I do all the like background editing and the uh, show notes and things like that. So if the show notes are shit, that's my bad. But, uh, I think for me, it's like getting to re-listen to the episodes and do all the editing and seeing, you know, all the things that we do and like the effort that we put into everything kind of come into a full episode. And then, hearing it through like Spotify and Apple podcasts and things like that. So it's so cool. I think to kind of like go from basically me and Kirsten FaceTiming for three hours once a week to being something that like a ton of people listen to. It. And then those people reach out to us and they're like, we listened. And I was like laughing so hard or I felt the same way and all that kind of stuff. And I think the rest of the pod, the like bookish podcast community has been so like encouraging and helpful. And like you were saying, all the people we've met have been amazing. And it's like, you're building these genuine relationships. And I've met with you on zoom one time but like I would call Sarah, my friend, and I would like call her and our friend. And, you know, like I, we got a chance to talk to Catherine Blissley bookish and like, she's amazing. And I could reach out to her and ask questions about things. And, you know, like, especially Madison and Nicole, like they're phenomenal. And so it's like getting a chance to kind of talk to all those people and knowing like further down the line, like we are going to meet with some other people that we fangirl about from afar and finally get a chance to like, talk to them and you know, have these like conversations and ask all the questions and nerd out and everything like that. So I think it's been really, that's kind of my favorite part is, is seeing it all like come together and turn into something for mass consumption. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
0: It's been a wild ride. It's super fun. And like I said, it's nice to kind of see the whole thing, like come together. And then you're like, okay, so we went from this, you know, five hour FaceTime and turned into like an hour, <laughs> an hour and 20 minute episode or what have you. Yep. you know. So yep. it's, been, exactly. it's been interesting. That's for sure. It's been great. What is something nobody on Bookstagram or Booktalk knows about you? Random fact.
1: Oh, random fact.
0: Or like tangent, either or. Doesn't have to be bookish related.
1: I was going to say, probably the one thing that, I mean, we've mentioned it, I think, a few times, but I've never actually talked in depth about it. Um, I actually grew up rodeoing and riding horses. So I would spend my summers at a ranch in Utah with my aunt like i like full on we would travel around like my family and i would travel around and go to rodeos like all over kind of we were more like the west coast side of things but um kind of all over the place and rodeo and compete and um the horses were a huge part of my life growing up like i When, from like the time I was born, like my parents had horses when I was like little, I was on a horse basically not too long after I was born. You know, I've always been around horses and lately I haven't because they're very expensive. (laughs) My my budget does not include owning a horse, unfortunately, but um, I still love the community. It was such a, it's such an amazing community to grow up in. And they're just such... uh, good people and just you know I obviously still have ties to that community and I love it so much. But yeah, I grew up rodeoing and competing and yeah, your girl knows her way around a horse. She's pretty handy. I will say that. At least at one point in time I used to be pretty handy. It's been a couple of years since I've been on been on a horse, but I used to be pretty handy at one point in time. What about you, (laughs) Todd? Uh mine mine
0: might be the same. (laughs) Secretly, Kirsten and I are both cowgirls. Yeah. So I this is probably about the same as yours, but I grew up uh, raising goats and cattle in high school and then ended up majoring in agriculture in college, worked at our university's uh, teaching farm. So we bred like sheep and pigs and cows. And I worked at their like thoroughbred breeding farm for horses for like all four years. And then my sophomore year, there was like a posting at my work that was like summer internship working on a dude ranch. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds like the dream. Like just sounds like a dream. I didn't rodeo or do any of that. My, my family like is not- <laughs> They don't, they couldn't tell you like the front end of a horse from the back or like a sheep from a goat. So (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, the drain riding horses all summer and ended up working on a dude ranch in Colorado for two summers, uh, graduated college and was like, what's being an adult ain't nobody got time for that. And ended up working on a dude ranch in Wyoming and lived there for about a year and then took a job as an equine technician. So my whole life has been consumed by the professional horse world. Um, I did an internship with the like raining horse association, worked as a large animal, uh, tech at Oklahoma States, like veterinary teaching hospital did All that jazz, and then I know I've mentioned this many times, but I lived in Qatar for about a year and I worked at an equine hospital out there. So I was a a veterinary nurse, veterinary technician out there in Qatar, and that was like amazingly incredible. And it's been such a jump to like come into Bookstagram and like the book world. Like, I've always been a reader, but I feel like this has like consumed my life. And it's like I went from having the hobby of loving horses and having horses and like animals and agriculture being a huge part of my life, which is like Kirsten said, so expensive to being like, you know, what's cheaper. Goodwill books, and then just like so accurate personality, <laughs> and like like we said, we've said this in previous episodes. Kirsten and I are like huge nerds, and we did like nerd out and do low key like YA book clubs in college. But oh, we yeah. were like, <laughs> you know what's less expensive? You know what's less expensive than horses? Bookmarks. You know, like yeah, it's just For like sure, <laughs> it's cheaper.
1: like oh my gosh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> I love I love growing up in that world. I mean, it was it was so great. But you know we. It's expensive. I mean, for, yeah. you know, you, you don't, there's the saying that the cheapest part about owning a horse is buying the horse because right. it's tough. I mean, people who rodeo, who rodeo professionally are on the road all, all the, the time. time. All of this. T- it's a, they're their a professional athlete. Yeah. The horse the road- show
0: world in general, like, Oh yeah. Raining rodeo, uh, like cutting rodeo, all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's dressage. I mean, I know nothing about English riding. If we're being honest, I, I, I know something. Like, but <laughs> yeah it's, I know. it's crazy it, they're yeah, yeah I
1: mean they're full and a lot athletes. of times you're not gonna make back even what you put in for entry absolutely I mean not. you've it's great I mean I I love it I I just it was a, like I said a wonderful way to grow up and I met some truly amazing people and some of my closest friends still rodeo and um are still a part of that world but for me at this point in my life I don't have the money or the resources to do that because I have other priorities and I'll spend yeah. my money on books totally. and do that. And then I'll, I'll go support my friends at rodeo.
0: Yeah. So I didn't, I grew up riding horses, but I didn't own them. And when I got to college, I was always just like, I want to be more involved in the horse community. I knew I wanted to major in ag uh, and do all that stuff. So I just like
1: worked for
0: people that owned horses. I did it the cheap way um And I, yeah, sorry way to do it, especially yeah, if they the let you ride
1: your horses. You're like, I'll clean stalls if you let me ride your horse. Then you don't have to pay for the yeah feed. Or just like working on a dude ranch in the summer. I did the same thing for one summer, so it's it's fun. I mean, yeah,
0: it's yeah. it's a. If you guys ever want to hear more about that, Kirsten, I could do an entire episode on what it was like to. That uh, would be
1: so fun. We should do. <laughs>
0: um, what do I say? I always say we're we're thriving or we're surviving, not thriving we could do an entire episode on how we survived living on a dude ranch just barely.
1: Oh my gosh. The There's accuracy of that horror statement, stories, like, horror ooh, stories, man. To put it this way, I quite literally lived in a pasture for one month.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I lived in a, <laughs> like lived in a house pit. that was made of plywood <laughs> just, just the one wood of ply. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. And a twin size bed with enough room to stand in the room. Mm-hmm. And that
1: was about it. It was a, it was a good time. As a college student, you're just like, this Princess is the best Yeah, I was a college ever. graduate when I lived there. Yeah, I was a college student at the time, but, um, yeah, it's, a uh, it was, yeah, we'll, we'll have to, we'll, so have we'll a have on a do it. A... Horror
0: story episode of like all the weird things that Kirsten and I have done in our lives as far as jobs As go.
1: far as
0: like, yeah. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> Chris and I have had quite the journey. Um, yeah. Oh. And then I worked in equine veterinary medicine slash large animal, uh, for like two years. And then went out to Qatar and, uh, worked in medicine out there. And that was that that's an entire, that I could talk for days about how insane that experience was, but yeah, we're, we're horse girls. We're secret horse girls. That's us. Yep. So next question, what is your day job generally
1: day job? Um, I, so my day job, I am a category analyst for a pet food company, which basically means that, so if you walk into a, into a store and you go down your pet food aisle, there is a whole team behind how that aisle is created down to the specific SKUs, where these SKUs are placed, how they're placed based on the content, um, whether it's dry, wet, there's like a whole amount of analysis and data that goes into deciding where one specific SKU goes on the shelf. And, um, me and my team, um, are in charge of that for a specific retailer out here in Nashville. So we, we do that. We build planograms, we go into their innovation center and we set up the shelving what it looks like and that's what it's going to look like for you know each each store has different layouts but we go through every single layout and we work with that retailer's team and we decide what the shelf is going to look like so it's really cool to like walk into that retailer and walk into those stores and be like I worked my butt off for like like weeks and months. It's great. I absolutely love it. It's a lot of fun. And my team is amazing. I work with such a great team. Everyone is so awesome. And yeah, that's what I do for, for a day job. I I love my job. It's great. (laughs) What about you, Todd?
0: I'm an event planner and like customer service coordinator for a commercial real estate company. So we acquire like large buildings, um, for businesses. And I was doing during the pandemic, I was doing customer service video calls. So we used to do like in-person events where we'd go and visit them and ask them like any issues you guys are having. We're from the corporate team. So I work at our corporate office, uh, any like questions or concerns that you guys have for us and we can like hope to resolve them. So we changed those to like a virtual setup during the pandemic. And then I vaguely sort of changed to an event planning position fairly recently, um, where we're doing like Canned food drives and appreciation events, um, planning like balls and galas and fun stuff like that, and like massive Christmas parties and and all that kind of stuff, and also doing like yeah, and um, still doing like kind of the customer service stuff and working on that side of things. But we're doing like I do a lot of initiatives for like client retention and, and that kind of thing. And technically, I work in the marketing department, so I'm a event planner for customers we already have. I don't want it to sound like too that glamorous. Is. I just plan events for the people that we already work for. Mm-hmm. Nice. S- super fun stuff. <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> um, Kirsten and I both work from home. So that is really nice. And that's yeah, kind of nice. one of the reasons why we've been able to like, keep up with the podcast, keep up with bookstagram mm-hmm. and do all that stuff. Cause I think we have a lot more time. I, there was a vague point in the summer there where I was commuting and I lived like 1.5 hours for my job and it was difficult
1: many audiobooks were consumed in that time frame yeah that's
0: why that's like (laughs) why I went crazy because I was like I have three hours per day to drive so it's been nice to work from home um and our company's been really good about that so I'm excited to continue to work from home
1: yeah that's that's what we do outside of the podcast and the bookstagram in real life IRL next question
0: what is your dream location physically in this world and in the literary world that you would like to visit
1: Oh my goodness. That's Two-part a tough question. One. Um Physically in this I one, don't, I don't have like a specific location that I like. I would love to go to like Lyon in France because it's like the food capital of the world and it has great food and would love to just like eat my way through there. But um, I just kind of want to travel all over. I've never been out of the United States, so um, I would be happy going anywhere at this point because the Pandini has ruined all my traveling plans for the last two years. So I'm I'm ready to like it's my sister and I talked about this because I was like I would I couldn't afford to travel at before like two years ago because I was you know student loans and car payments and all the things of a new graduate and you know you're, you've got that like entry-level position and you're just kind of like getting by apparently I also lived in California so you know that's expensive beyond all belief and so can't really do much um because you can't afford to do anything but now like i'm in a better spot financially where i can actually like do things and travel and like you know have the money the the disposable income to be able to do that and i can't go anywhere so i'm like well that's just you know the pandini likes to ruin my travel plans but i guess if that's the only thing i have to complain about then i'm very lucky but um as far as fictional worlds, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I don't know, because I love fantasy novels, but I don't think I would ever survive <laughs> if I was dropped in the
0: floor. Just like a nice weekend getaway to one place, you yeah, know? You do have to like go, a, go for a while. But... Airbnb
1: <laughs> at this castle for like a weekend? Yeah, yeah. like. Um... <laughs> I don't know. There's no specific... Oh, I don't know. I...
0: I can come back to you if you want.
1: Let me think about it. Okay. Think
0: on it. So if my dream location, I probably have two, I really, really want to go to Thailand. I've never been. Um, I have been, I've traveled a lot actually. This is like, unlike me,
1: Tatiana is a world traveler.
0: (laughs) It has been only like within recent years, but, um, I went to Japan in 2018 and honestly, if you guys have ever th- not thought about going to Japan, you should add it to your TBR of travel. It is so fun. It's beautiful. My sister was stationed there for three years. So she had a pretty good lay of the land and we did a trip there for two weeks and it was phenomenal. And then I lived in the Middle East, obviously for about a year in Qatar, which is very similar to Dubai, like 10 years ago. So it's very, very modern. Everybody speaks English there, but it's not quite like the party scene, like it is in like Abu Dhabi and Dubai and stuff like that. It's just like, a lot of like Kirsten, you would love it. Lots of buffets and like lavish food and five course meals and that kind of thing. So, and honestly, my two favorite places I've visited would probably be like Japan and the Middle East. And I had some time in between contracts when I was in Qatar, I did a uh, two and a half month Euro tour and did Germany, France, Amsterdam, just specifically Amsterdam. I always say that Belgium, um, Spain and Portugal and Italy. So I've done a, a large section of europe but i would really like to go to the british isles that's probably like my other dream destination i'd love to go to like scotland ireland the uk as an entity um, and see all those but because they have the best accents ever and it just looks so pretty there
1: (laughs) (laughs) as we said on the lower your volume podcast or as i said pretty much all of the men that i have celebrity men that i have crushes on like all from the uk so I'm, I'm convinced my future husband lives in the UK and I just Absolutely. haven't been over there yet.
0: So. <laughs> I mean, once that was so funny. That was like, every time I pass uh, a set of big stones, my wife like touches them hoping <laughs> to get sent through. And I keep telling you, honey, I'm your Jamie. This <laughs> is <I'm your Jamie. laughs> like hoping that James Fraser was going to pull her through. And I was like, that's such a vibe. If I went to Scotland, I would do that same shit too. <laughs> Um, yeah so i definitely want to go to scotland ireland and the uk like i think that'd be so fun i love rain i'm such a gloomy person so uh those would be my two like tropical beach and like gloomy island i'm i'm very big into that like a nice a nice stream
1: or the other ocean vacation
0: of some form whether it's <laughs> in rain or shine apparently uh but those are two like those are my two like probably top places i would go everybody says thailand's really pretty and very cheap and i love thai
1: food so I would
0: love to go. And I
1: just had Thai food for dinner tonight. Yeah, experience <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> love that. Okay. What's, what about your literary location? Did you figure it out?
1: Uh, no, okay, I sure. haven't figured it out yet. Um, I would probably say it would probably be some sort of like fantasy location. Because that's just, I think it would be sure. just cool to maybe experience that. A lot of them are obviously going to be kind of the same. Um, but probably some sort of fantasy situation with like witches and wizards and, you know, Dragons and all that fun stuff. Yeah, because
0: like, are you gonna go to Middle Earth? Or are you going to like Serpent and Dove? France? It would probably be like Middle
1: Earth. Yeah. It would okay. be like Middle Earth because like I don't know. I just Middle Earth Lord like, like
0: post Return of the King. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. After. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah start uh, of the third. Side tangent,
0: but I remember watching um Lord of the Rings as a kid and like reading The Hobbit as a kid, like when I was younger, not as like an infant, but like when I was I don't know in high school or whatever. Just thinking about like how scary it would be if there was a war that took over like the entire world. There was like nowhere that was safe. I just, I always think about that and how like it's such an impactful book because it's so good. And all these characters are so involved and it's just like a worldwide thing. And I feel like a lot of fantasy worlds are like that, but that was like the first one that I ever read that I was like, wow, this is something that like, nobody's safe. You know what I mean? That's just a side tangent. What a, that's how good of a writer he is. I think anyways, I would pick to no one's surprise, Crescent City because it's fantasy, has all the things we want, Witches and wizards, vampires, fae, mermaids, otters, spoilers, um, <laughs> and cell phones, running water and electricity. I'm just saying. I would like Crescent City, like, I'm not sure when, because it's not over yet, but there's been some peace for a minute there. And I'd like to go to there then.
1: Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, That's like once, once yeah. all the, once all the peace comes, yeah, like, yeah. like you're saying, no surprise. I can't like yeah, I I was I was rewatching Lord of the Rings because that's what I do on the weekends is just you know do that. But um, I was rewatching it and I was actually thinking about that exactly of just like what would it be like if there was just like everything was in the hands of a little hobbit taking a ring into Mount Doom and ending this reign of terror it's like if if he doesn't succeed then quite literally until the end of time things are going to be terrible like i I was just like this is a terrifying thought and also like
0: just one of those it's one of those stories where like i think i mean i think a lot of like serpent and dove is like this they travel all the way across the map and mm -hmm. sort of things and i think that that's like a newer concept yeah. it's not, not a newer concept it's just like something that i think authors are better about including in and being yeah. more like this is this point and that's that point and that is a fantasy thing with fantasy maps and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff but i think lord of the rings is one of those ones that's so powerful because you think about it and you're like this is a specific point in time where they were in this location and then the next time and then the next time but not only are our characters moving but the bad guys are moving too you know and like yeah. the the Nazgul like show up to the Shire and you're like, nowhere is safe. You know what I mean? Like, that's so epic. And it's just like, I don't know. That's just one of the, I mean, I love Lord of the Rings also not yeah. as much as you, but that's one of the things I like love so much <laughs> about it is it's like, it's such a fearful, like fantasy book where it just like makes you feel all the things. And you're like, yeah. this is crazy that like,
1: we're going to we'll have to, we're going to have to do some episodes and Definitely. do like a straight up, like Lord of the Rings, like reading merit. We'll have to do like the whole, the whole yeah. thing because that we'll would a, just be so... we'll do
0: a shadow and bone style like <laughs> bone uh-huh. movies
1: yep it's gonna be it's gonna be yeah. epic so just <laughs> look for that in
0: 2022
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna plan that one out so if you guys uh want to read along and watch along we're gonna yeah we'll do a, check... we'll,
0: do a we'll do a hobbit read-along
1: Whew, it's Rings, gonna be hobbit intense read-alongs. Yeah,
0: I, I would love to. So it's been so long since I've read them, I've forgotten. But it's mm-hmm. I always think about that. Every time I watch the movies, I'm like, isn't that just so crazy, like the emotion that it brings forward to think about all these things, especially in the second one about like, you know, going into these battles and stuff. And it's like, you're moving cross country trying to get away from, you know, the bad guy or whatever. And I mean, this is the same as King of Ash because it's a rip off, but it feels that way. And it's crazy. And you're like, this yeah. doesn't happen. And I think in a lot of books, it's usually like the main characters, characters are the ones like moving across the universe of what form, but like the bad guys usually aren't chasing them. They're going to the bad guy.
1: It's just wild. Mm -hmm. It was just so well done. It was just so, and that this is going to be a Lord of the Rings side tangent. Sorry, guys, but sorry, not sorry, but you know, they're coming out with the show and I talked about this with someone a while back. We were talking about the show. I, one of the things that I love about the Lord of the Rings movies is that there's not a lot of CGI. It's a lot of like makeup, like all of the, like all of the orcs and like the dwarves, everyone is like in makeup. When you watch the Hobbit and the orcs are all, they're all CGI. None of them are makeup. It's all CGI. And so, and I think that takes a level of just like, it just, it's just, it, it's, it doesn't seem as genuine. And so and those, I really. came
0: out so long ago too. That's the mm-hmm. other thing. It's like, those are older movies that came out longer ago and are done. So, I, I mean, I don't hate the Hobbit as much as you hate the Hobbit.
1: Oh, I hate the Hobbit. <laughs>
0: we'll talk about that. next. Time. <laughs> um, I don't hate it as much as you hate it. Mostly because I love the gypsies in it. The horses. <laughs> um, I don't hate it as much, but I agree. Like it just, it, it makes it feel cheesy. You know, mm-hmm. it brings it to a level of like cheese that you don't get in these movies that are like CGI wasn't around back then. And, you know, like great makeup and stuff didn't exist back then. That's why these movies did so well. And it's just, it's just almost the same as Harry Potter. Like mm-hmm. there's not a ton of CGI in it, but I think if they redid the movies and you can see it in the later films that there are some parts in there that are a little like, especially the end scene with, I don't think this is a spoiler, but with Nagini when he like chops her head yeah. off, it's like if that had been done in 2001, it would have been a real snake, like or uh-huh. a real dummy, not CGI. Yeah. Um, and you see the same with The Hobbit. It's like, <sighs>
1: Well, there's just so. like, there's something, there's something to makeup, like stage makeup or like, like theater makeup that just, it prop. brings, yeah, like prop makeup that yeah. just brings such light, such more, so much more life to a character rather than some kind of like CGI aspect, because it's just, I don't know, it's something about it. And so it just, I, I prefer that. So I'm really, really hoping that they'll take that in consideration when doing it. I don't. Honestly, I don't think there's going to be that much stage makeup, unfortunately, because again, it is, you know, current times, but, um, I would love to see if they did that or at least made the CGI. I just like the, for me, the A orcs, little more believable. And, yeah, the orcs in, in, in the Hobbit and the goblins and all the things are just, they just, yeah, the I don't goblins. know. The Goblin, the Goblin King—all was, was, of them are excessive. Yeah. But like the CGI on it, I was just like, really like this. It's such cool, like prop or makeup, and that's just me and yeah, my like real old... ass elephants
0: in the original. No, I'm just
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, there's CGI in the movie. And he, there's obvious parts where they have to use CGI, um but when it comes to those close-up shots of the orokai or the orcs or again the the um the goblins or the um the even the dwarves gimli for heaven's sake you know
0: oh god bless
1: up oh my god it's just orlando we will
0: be doing an entire episode about film slash show adaptations from books Uh and our like top Favorite slash least favorite. So, so we'll we'll complain about it again more.
1: We'll go so. into it. But yeah, so I don't know. I'll we'll go get, into it. I'll get off this tangent. But that's my that's no, my bad. thing. That's one of the things that I love so much about the Lord of the Rings movies is that I feel like that brings such a better quality. In yeah. The acting and everything is just I think it's easier for them for actors to get into character when they're actually in that stage makeup and they're transformed into that character rather than having the dots on you and just like you know doing whatever you're doing um not to say that actors can't do that but I feel like it just brings another level into the character when they're like in costume so um but that's just my that's my uh take that's on there on that
0: <laughs> anyways moving <Next> on Question: <laughs> what was your last five-star read
1: oh goodness my last five-star read actually was uh the bromance book club, club. Um, I will shout from the rooftop um I yeah you're like I've been bugging Tatiana I'm reading that this next month I definitely am
0: when I read more than two books but it's
1: just so the stories are so wholesome the stories are so good chef's kiss I love them so much the bromance book club I would say is is my last five-star read I've seen a lot of different opinions on these books but I just think I love the idea of men taking the initiative and reading romance novels. They literally call them manuals, using those romance novels and learning from what literal women are writing about what they want and taking that and applying it to life and doing the work and deconstructing this toxic masculinity that they've grown up in and actually putting in the work, learning from it. And it's just, the stories are just so good and so wholesome and every story's different and all the characters are just, they're so amazing. I love it. But yeah, I'm so, so I love them so much. I I read them so quickly. They're just so, they're so wholesome and they're so good. So that was my last one. What about you?
0: Love that. To also, nobody's surprised. <laughs> Mine was probably Red Rising. So uh, Tiffany, shout out to Tiffany, whom I feel like I mentioned every episode. She recommended it to me and someone else, uh, Chantal, Chantel, I'm sorry for saying your name wrong, from My Borrowed Bookshelf. She's mentioned it a few times too. And The Bookish Camper. And I've seen all three of those girls post about it. And I was like, okay, I really need to like dive into this because I need, I needed like a, a, a severe left turn into a different genre. And it has brought me back. I say this as like, I've been in a ridiculous reading slump. Like I read three books this month, but it has like brought me back to the land of the living with realizing that like, I do love high fantasy, but sci-fi and like urban fantasy and technology is my fucking vibe, yo. Like You need to oh, read the League
1: series. if you're.
0: I have it. I have it. It's on my, it's on my shelf. It's waiting to be read. I've made a that shit. I know I've made a decision that like, I'll pick one book. This is a side tangent. Then I'll continue about red rising. I'm going to pick like one book a month that I like have to read or that like, I really want to read. And then I'm literally going to just go in order of like color on my shelves because there are so many books that I need to like power through. And I keep being like, oh, I'll read them next month. Um, anyways, red rising, if you have not read it, it is a five book series. So there's three books and then a two book tangent afterwards. And we're waiting for the next one to like come out. i I'm halfway through Golden Sun, which is the second one, but I finished Red Rising. It is like Hunger Games meets, I don't even know, like, like imagine you're going to a school and you have to like fight to survive. It's sci-fi. It's something that I never thought I would like, but it's written in the POV of a guy. It's written by a guy, which is something I I have a really hard time with. I've read a few Neil Gaiman books and I've had a really hard time getting through them. So I read Nevernight, got about halfway through it and I really struggled with it. Um, I like his writing style, but I- I was like I'm kind of hesitant but I think I'm going to so yeah it's written in the POV of a guy there's absolutely no romance whatsoever um there's the idea of like a romantic connection but just for the group there is very little romance in it but it's action-packed it's so good and it's so well written and like I'm obsessed it was amazing it was such a good book so
1: love that yeah love that. that was love my that.
0: last yeah I definitely go read. and
1: like swings of like all romance and then I'm like I get I'm like okay I'm, I'm done and I'll yeah. read like really intense high fantasy where there's like no romance and it's just like I quests and <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a swing back and forth <laughs> for those I, two, I feel think? like I was
0: reading so much fantasy like we were doing a lot of YA for this but like in general I was going out of my way to like only read YA fantasy and like new adult like high fantasy like everything I was reading was ball gowns and like historical kind of vague fiction type of thing, you know? And I'm like, I really need to mix it up. And this month I did that and I felt a lot better about what I was consuming, I guess. Like I just felt like happier in what I read. I read an Elaine Hildebrand, which I haven't read in ages. Again, this is just oh, an episode of this tangenting, but I, I read an Elaine Hildebrand and I was like, I haven't read one of her books in so long since I read the Blue Bistro, like two years ago. It's As a so
1: nice to revisit those authors. Like, I need to. I have a bunch of Sherilyn Kenyon books that I that yeah. I haven't read yet. That I have, and I'm like, I just want to like get back into those. Yeah, it's always nice when you're like the, those like comfort authors, and yeah. you go back and you're reading them, and you're like, <sighs> like you know not, what I mean.
0: Like, it's a high quality. I mean, I think she's a great author. I think Elaine Hildebrand is a really good author, but I'll, I'll, she's like Nicholas Sparks. Like a lot of her books are the same. They're all set yeah. in Nantucket Blah blah blah. Like you know what you're gonna get out of them and yeah, you're exactly right. It's like, so but that helps the anxiety. You're Cause
1: like, you're like, I know how this is going to go. <laughs> and I just, I can enjoy it. So
0: good. It was so yeah. good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So that was mm-hmm. my last five-star read. So oh, wow. somebody asked us, I don't know, we don't have to share all of them, but your top three movies, shows, and books, which I feel like we've talked about these vaguely, but no
1: pressure. Oh, goodness. Top three movies just in general that they don't have to be based on books okay so my number one movie is the lion king one thousand percent the lion king is my favorite movie of all time i can quite literally quote the entire i fucking love the lion king um followed by the close second is the princess bride um i I love the princess bride and i will watch that movie over and over and over and over i've absolutely love The Princess Bride and then number three that's a tough one because there's so many I love I really 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 enjoy movies um that's a tough one I don't know I'll go on to shows um I would say Lord of the Rings probably is probably the next like one because again that's another one where I it's hard though that's that's like another one where I'm like yeah like I watch it all the time like that and like yeah hocus pocus like <laughs> i love that it's like my favorite spooky season movie um there's depending on the season too, um but those top, i would say lion king the princess bride and lord of the rings are my top three movies um my Which top one three, of the lord
0: of the rings if you only had to pick one
1: the second one okay
0: that's yeah fair one, yeah the two towers a
1: thousand percent i love the two towers i think it's i think it's like so good yeah, it's so good. I mean, just the battle scenes, just all of it. I mean, just the inc- all of it. And I just the ends, like the yeah. everything. So I fun. love the two towers is one thousand percent my favorite. Um, Fair. same, yeah. And then same with the books, but um, and then um, my three favorite shows. See, my problem. This is my problem. I start a show and I never. Finish. <laughs> so, I'm the worst. Like full anxiety. But if I my if I talk shows, I would say number one would probably be all of like Vampire Diaries originals. I'm gonna include them all in one because I just this is my soul, Like I, I rewatched that and it just like brings me so much joy. And then I would say number two, Friends. This is, I love friends like seriously uh friends is just so much joy and so much happiness and like it also reminds me of like when we were like in college and we were living together and like you know having friends over and you know being very you know just that whole kind of time in our lives um it's kind of cool to kind of look back on that and feel that and then again I'm really bad with like tv shows it's not a finished show, but I would have to say The Nevers is like probably one of my other favorite ones. It's so good. So good. It's really, really, really good. And I really enjoyed it. So that one was really good. And then top three books, Lord of the Rings, obviously. Um, And then uh, The Hobbit. I mean, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, that's all like the same world. They're all so good. Red, white, royal, blue. (laughs) We're shocked here. And Ninth House, like all of them kind of within the last year. Well, other than obviously Lord of the Rings, but um, yeah, so that's my tangent of all the things I. love
0: <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> What about you? Let me see. So, I had a lot of time to think about it while you were talking. My favorite movies would be *Hidalgo* with Viggo Morrison. That's absolutely Viggo. Nice. We oh. love you.
1: Love that's you, like
0: not, not only is that like fancy dream of ours would oh. be like a cross country endurance race, um, but Viggo Morrison and he rides on a Mustang. Which, if anyone knows. I've probably never said this out loud, but like I, Mustangs are like a huge passion of mine. I don't do anything with them; I just love them, and I find them fascinating. And I have a Mustang brand tattooed on my ribs, so I just love Mustangs. I think
1: they're like the he coolest also ever. adopted that horse. After yeah, he adopted
0: filming. all of us. He he adopts all his horses.
1: Ugh. Love. How could you not? <laughs> I,
0: I, it like gives I love me him so much. It, it makes he me has, so yeah. happy. Yeah, he has like a, a whole herd of horse. Uh, I just love him so much. So yeah, Hidalgo. What a dream movie. If you guys have never seen it, so good. Very like 90s too. Lots of great screens and everything, which we love. Uh, Grease. That's another one of my favorites. I love musicals and it's like the OG. So that's probably my second one. And then third one would be Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban. The third movie, third book. So good. They did such a good job with it. (laughs) I'm obsessed. (laughs) I watch it all the time. Like just that one. Uh, I'm listening to the book right now. I just love it so much. I think it's so close to the book. And the characters are phenomenal. They did such a good mm-hmm. job with the casting in that one. Like you were saying, it's back in the times where it wasn't a ton of CGI and stuff like that. Like I just think that that one's so well done, and it, it we're still in the era of it being very close to what the books are like. Um, so yeah, I love that one. So those are my top three movies. Yeah,
1: I movies are so hard because it it there's and shows because there's so many different genres like yeah. books. There's a lot of Western movies that I really love. Quigley Down Under has got to be probably my favorite western movie yeah of all time. that and, like big jake big jake's really good i think
0: quickly down under and like man but... from snowy river and Lones man from snowy river is so
1: lonesome dub but
0: oh. lonesome dub is a commitment yo like it lonesome is. Dove is a four hour movie like no it's not yeah. four disc movie it's like 17 hours yep. like, it's lonesome like lonesome if you're is... gonna watch
1: it's like it's like, the... like watch a tv show so, all day today it's like the western equivalent of lord of the rings like that's yeah really, like, it literally a commitment, is but it is yeah it's, it's, quite, lonesome a, it's Oh, I'm
0: like break it up. Like what are anyways, anyways, we go on a tangent. For yeah. So those are my top three movies. I, I'm a huge fan. I'm sure there's other ones I'm not thinking of right now, but those are the top three that I can think of in the pressured situation we're in yep. my top three TV shows. I would agree with you on vampire diaries that I'm not going to say it since you already talked about it, but I would say my number one, hundred percent is friends. I watch it all the time. Still to this That's day, friends. I oh. like go back and just watch my favorite episodes. I watch it in the background. I, I love friends. Gossip Girl, the original. Blair Waldorf is like me as a person. I I absolutely love that show. I rewatch it every fall. Danielle and I were talking about this. Shout out to Danielle. We were talking about watching Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen it?
1: I have not seen Gossip Girl, but I I would like to change one of mine. Um, I'm going to go with Sex in the City on one of my other ones Fair because enough. I love Sex in the City. There's it's very toxic, and there are themes that I'm like, wow, this is like that. This is, that is something red you could- flag only get away with in the like early 2000s and tv now there's no freaking way but i do love sex and the city uh i it was funny i saw a video this is also a tangent i saw a video on uh, tiktok today and they're talking about um people like shipping Carrie and big and how they're looking for their big and i'm like mr big is literally the most toxic man i've probably almost ever seen in like Carrie, the character
0: like, wrote like six books about how toxic he was.
1: He was terrible. <laughs> In addition
0: to being he's... toxic on the
1: show. Yeah, he was terrible. And I'm like, why do people like he, I mean he's rich and red, but that's flag, guy He's like, like throwing him out there. Also, yeah. the fact that she didn't marry Aiden, I'm still super freaking salty about that. That that's yeah. another topic for another
0: day. totally fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen Sex and the City in so long, but I do love the movies. I love the first movie. I'm going to say it. The other ones yeah. are like, okay.
1: The second movie's trash.
0: Yeah, it's not great. Um, but yeah, so I love Gossip Girl. That's like my dirty little secret. I'm a huge fan. I'm actually obsessed with Gossip Girl. No lie. Chuck Chuck is, oh God, he's hot. He's British. You're welcome. Um, and then I would say, obviously like Vampire Diaries, but since you already said that, so honorable mention Vampire Diaries. Supernatural, except for like the later seasons. Oh! I know, I didn't say it because I was going to say it. <laughs> We can't share all the same ones. Um, Super shows, yeah. I I've dedicatedly watched up to like season nine, and I've seen like bits and pieces Mm -hmm. of the last few seasons. What happened was, uh, when you and I were in college watching them and everything, I had like regular TV, and then they sort of came on Netflix, but it was so slow that like I forgot what happened, like them coming on Netflix. I forgot what happened, so I did a rewatch up to like season nine, and then sort of vaguely gave up, and then I've seen like some. There's so, so many true... episodes, yeah. It, they have 14 15, seasons, 15,
1: 15 seasons. seasons, and like 25 episodes a season, yeah. Every and are like an hour long
0: episodes Like, <laughs> so one day I will do a supernatural, like full wreath watch, slash go all the way through, yeah. But definitely supernatural because you know what a vibe. Um, honor will mention new girl because
1: Jensen Ackles is in the third season of The Boys, and I'm so excited to see. Have you yeah, seen you the boys? Who else yet? Is
0: in The Boys, Nate Archibald uh-huh just saying uh-huh
1: yeah. that's a great show this yeah, is a great show if you have if you haven't watched it check out the boys <laughs>
0: trigger warnings for days uh, yeah absolutely it's on amazon prime for a reason uh yeah
1: but it's so good
0: yeah it's, it's, a up. Up. it's very uh <laughs> so good. suicide squad
1: yeah yes yeah good, yeah yeah so new
0: girl uh i am also that's like a, one. a large Part of my personality is being schmidt uh and neurotic and a uh, very active <laughs> virgo i just love schmidt so much so that oh, shows schmidt. hilarious i just cry laughing every time I are watch you it. the burglars from the statistics you made my kimono <laughs> oh so uh, he's so funny um uh, i need to feel the work i started so, it and i yeah. like
1: i haven't finished okay. it I'm the last terrible. three seasons
0: are just okay it's very very happy ending the first three seasons are i've never laughed so hard oh i lied swap supernatural as my third favorite dairy girls this is just a tangent of like our favorite tv shows if you've never watched dairy girls you are seriously missing out there's only two seasons it (laughs) is lady whistledown is the act is one of the actresses in there
1: i lied bridgerton
0: Bridgerton. i was gonna say bridgerton but i didn't
1: (sighs) It for you, you're like,
0: I can't think of anything, and I was like, Bridgerton, yeah. uh, <laughs> my mind think is for like... yourself. I don't know, no, there's, there's so many good shows. So, if you have not, this is like a tangent because I feel like this show is so underrated. If you have not wa- watched Dairy Girls, it's fucking hilarious, absolutely <laughs> asinine. It is about um, Dairy, what's it called? It's Dairy in Ireland, so mm-hmm. London Dairy, that's what they call it. So, it's, it's about London Dairy in the 90s during like Bloody Sunday and like the Irish um like civil war and all that kind of stuff. But it's about like four girls that go to private Catholic school and how they just like fuck shit up royally. And one of the girls in it is Lady Whistledown. Like that same actress that plays Love Lady that. Whistledown. And they're just like Irish as shit. They wear like uh pastel crew necks all the time oh and just like lacy socks. And it's it's asinine that is probably one of my favorite i've watched
1: that oh, like four that. times through it is i can't believe hilarious. i forgot about bridgerton what is wrong with me <laughs> I, I was I thinking love... i was like do i tell her do you i should let her, have like, said something because i was like i told my, my again i'm terrible with shows like I it's hard when it's like when i watch a lot of too. movies yeah yeah, yeah. You No, know, bridgerton is definitely they did so well with that show i'm so excited for the next season to come out, and then The Witcher. The Witcher's also really good. Like, yeah, that's a good one.
0: So you can say that those are your favorite unfinished shows. We'll get that's like, we'll true because they're not finished because they're not even
1: close to finished. Right. Also, so excited. The Witcher got renewed for season three. I can't believe that. So, so, so excited, cool. and then Henry Cavill is starting The Highlander. For any of you who hasn't watched, who haven't watched The Highlander, you should go watch it. I'm so excited to um, see. Is excited um because henry cavill in a freaking kilt i i'm gonna be deceased marry me <laughs> <laughs> this man is perfection yeah i want one
0: okay uh what is it a books oh my top three favorite books i think we've we've kind of briefly mentioned these previously but the blue bistro is one of my favorite by elaine hildebrand um i would say crescent city is probably my second favorite and then it's kind of a tie between the raven boys and clockwork prince which is like the last one in the series those are probably so really Addie larue alive. no Addie larue is definitely like up there for sure but i would say like i don't know i've loved shadow hunters for so much longer mm-hmm. and for me it's like i just the raven boys is such a good one actually i would say like blue yeah. lily, lily blue but if you haven't read the raven cycle that one's probably my favorite of all of them it's mm-hmm. just like such a epitome of like wholesome young young adult like romance slash fantasy yeah like a found family trope magic mystery no idea what the actual fuck is going on and (laughs) her writing style is just so good I just read this is also a side tangent I just finished the whole shiver series on audiobook and Maggie Steffervater does like a thing at the end the acknowledgments of shiver and it's it she does a good job I think a lot of people do this but the male POV was a male voice and then the female POV was a female voice and like I think they did such a good job reading it but at the very end she like did an acknowledgement and talked about how the main character was like an inspiration from her and that she's like really into, I think I already told you this, but she's like really into art and music and all that kind of stuff. And she drew her own tarot cards. She's doing stuff with Owlcrate for their um, Scorpio Races box and stuff like that. And she was like, I wrote this book because I wanted to make people cry and I don't cry. But at that point I got like a little emotional. I was like, man, if I'd have read this book when I was like 14 or 15, I would have cried. Like I really would have. It's so good. And I just love her writing style. So, um, if I was, if I was 20, I'd probably pick shiver, but I'm not. So the <laughs> <laughs> good, stuff. Good, that. Good, good stuff. Love that. Good stuff. Love that. Mine's a wide range. Um, okay. Any unpopular bookish opinions?
1: Unpopular bookish opinions. No pressure. Um, I don't really know if I have any, I don't really know if I have any, um, you don't like the cruel prince I
0: do not like the cruel prince but I say it a lot so
1: I don't know if that's exhausting <laughs>
0: I don't like the cruel prince I've read the entire series don't worry I still like Holly Black I think she's a great author I love that her and Cassandra Clare are friends I think the writing style is great I just can't get behind this is my own personal preference I can't get behind a main character that's like all I want in life is power which I guess is like mm-hmm. most of her like our, most of our like MCs I just I can't get behind it um, yeah I think it's a real written series it just there was just a couple of things in there that had me going I'm sorry is this the mortal instrument Um, (laughs) that's probably my hottest take
1: I would say
0: (sighs) kingdom of ashes lord of the rings ripoff
1: (gasps) yep oh my gosh (laughs) yep one thousand percent. I was going to say it, but you went there, so I'm going to say it. It is oh, right. one thousand percent Lord of the Rings Two Towers rip off. One thousand percent. And um, there are I, like
0: direct quotes in there, guys. Like we're not just saying this because we love Lord of the Rings. Like there are direct I will quotes die from. On this hill. Yeah, there are direct quotes from King of Ash that go into Lord of the Rings. So that's a bit surprising. Uh-huh. I, I I love Crescent City, and let's just all pretend she didn't write that. Um,
1: uh huh. Yeah, I quite literally asked Tatiana. I I, I flew into a rage like a yeah, rage. We did
0: some digging guys. We did some digging.
1: Yeah. I, I was, I, she had to talk me off the ledge. I was, I was hot. Like I was not okay. Um, yeah, I would say that. And that also that I'm team kale and not team Dorian. I think Dorian is the most boring character in the throne of thing. glass series. I do not like Dorian. He, I, I don't mind him. Like I, I don't, I don't hate him, but I think he's just kind of doesn't actually do anything until like the last book and so um i just prefer kale and his arc and his story to dorian personally i i that's also something that if you watch any of my videos on my instagram i have a few of them we know but um yeah uh also yeah i yeah probably won't be reading kingdom of ash ever again because of that i again as tatiana i flew into a. fucking rage yeah so. it, it's
0: it's just disappointing to like see that kind of stuff go down and you're like uh-huh. okay especially when people are I don't know like copying other people's work yep. my other hot take is I do like Colleen Hoover's writing but she's very toxic and I don't feel like we talk enough about how toxic her writing style is I think people yeah. like glorify abuse and I don't love that so that's my hot take mm-hmm. on that slash romance in general yeah um, I think we glorify a lot of like co-host books and I made the mistake of doing that and it was a bad move. It was a bad move. So. Yeah. I think that's all I got for hot takes in the book <laughs> slash unpopular opinions. I mean, I liked Avatar. Yeah. I didn't think it was that great. I definitely think Preston City is a much better written book. Um, a Court of Silver Flames was like okay-ish.
1: Yeah. I did not like Shadow and Bone at all. I mean, that's not yeah. a hot take. I, many people, I don't think a lot of people liked it, but I, I see it sometimes on people's like, like, people will make videos and they're like, this is the best five out of five. I mean, yeah, people, people like Unfollow five them. out of five, or it, or it got me out of a reading <laughs> club. And that's great if it did. But like, and I, I love lee Bardugo. Literally, ninth house is like 50% of my personality. I love ninth house and I love lee Bardugo. But like, I think she didn't really hit her stride in her writing until we've talked about this. She didn't really hit her stride in her writing until she got six of crows. Um, I think Alina is quite literally, I, again we'll die on this hill alina is the worst main character i've ever read ever i cannot i cannot stand alina um i i alina is quite literally my least favorite um main character ever um again um will i continue to watch shadow on bone of course (laughs) absolutely Absolutely. but um i mean benny ben and the crow and the dregs like what else could you need in life other than more Milo? I figured out another one. Go for it. I'm Team Jacob. Damn <gasps> oh my good. I was Team Jacob until the last no, book. Okay. I mean, he team, was we're all Team Jacob
0: until Breaking Dawn.
1: Straight up pedo.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Edward is and a pedo. Like, Are you kidding me? She's seventeen. Is one hundred and thirty.
1: I was like Team No One after that. Yeah, that's like, fair. I've, I've never been like Team Edward. He's creepy. <gasps>
0: what a creep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I am I living that, for love all love of these opinion. I love how there was one moment in time where everyone was re-watching um the Twilight movies and like commenting on them and like doing reaction videos and I was living for that moment on on the internet because it was just it was it was perfection just hilarious I when I was in high school like Twilight was as pretty much any of us in our generation Twilight was like all of our personalities but um yeah I don't own the Twilight books at all because I have no desire to reread them hot take on that but um yeah there's I don't know uh, it's not for me but um I'll watch Vampire Diaries and the originals over and over and over again
0: I don't think I have any other unpopular opinions
1: yeah I don't think I do either I'm probably I'm sure I will uh, Just just <laughs> I'm sure I'll come up with some later, but those are at the moment. Those are my unpopular opinions
0: Fair. Okay. Next question. we got two more Uh next question. When did you kind of get into reading and what was the series that propelled your love of books?
1: You know, it's so funny. We literally, I, when we went, we went book shopping and I, again, if you've listened to any of our episodes or seen anything, I love dragons. Like as far as mythical creatures go, dragons are Ugh, I just love them so much. And um, obviously, I read Aragon and all of that. So I read those, and that kind of continued to fuel my love. But I would say my first book, as far as that got me into like the um, fantasy and like dragons, was Dragon Rider. It's by uh, Cornelia Funk, who also wrote Inkheart. I also love those books. Those books were so good. I absolutely love them. Yeah, that's kind of got me into, like, the fantasy genre, the fantasy reading. I I don't really remember, other than these books being any, like, specific books that, like, were, like, catapulting me into it. But I've always had kind of a love for reading, um... Again, I think these books really solidified my love for the fantasy genre and really just kind of threw me into anything that had dragons, thus leading me to The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and so on and so forth. Yeah, what about you?
0: Um, that's totally fair. I love that for you. I, oh, no, I
1: lie. I lie. There is one book. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're fine. I lie. <laughs> there is one other book that I have quite literally done probably seven book reports on and it is Black Beauty. I absolutely awesome. love black beauty. Um black beauty was when I was a kid I that book was everything. Um so black beauty dragon rider aragon into the hobbit lord of the rings and into my obsession with fantasy now. So there you go.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Um for me I would say I probably got into reading when I was like I mean I always been a reader but I think when I was in like second or third grade I had a pretty high reading level I do remember that because I got very into the magic tree house when I was like in second grade. So love that was that probably-
1: or boxcar children.
0: Yes. I yep. was, so I read some of it not like a ton, but I think magic tree house was one of those ones that like, definitely I was like obsessed with. Um, and kind yeah. of like propelled my love of reading. I read the boxcar children, but not like a ton. Yeah. And uh, we talked about this on like a previous episode, but the seventh tower by Garth Nix, I was like obsessed with that when I was a kid. Obsessed. It's a six book series, but you nowadays can buy, I think, in like two books. It's so, they're like so small, but they're like two 400 page books, but they're broken into six. Um, but it's called The Seventh Tower by Garth Nix. And I could not, if you held a gun to my head, tell you what they're about. All I know is that I loved them. <laughs> I was like, I'm actually going to look at the synopsis now that I'm thinking. When about it that.
1: came to like series, it was like the boxcar children, and like I had a bunch of Nancy Drew novels too. I love Nancy Drew. Um, but those yeah, were see, like, I just like wasn't yeah.
0: into that like I read a lot of like June B Jones I think because my sister liked that kind of stuff yeah but I always had like Magic Treehouse and mm-hmm. Magic Percy Treehouse Jackson, is really and, like, good that kind of stuff
1: See, I never had Percy Jackson I've never read Percy yeah. Jackson hot, oh, I, I hot take a on
0: that one it. hot take I don't know if it's <laughs> really a hot take
1: <laughs> every I feel like literally everyone on the Book of Shinner Woods has read Percy Jackson I have not so sorry not sorry but I just haven't I've thought about reading them but I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could.
0: The Seventh Tower is a series of six books written by Garth Nix. The series follows two children from distinctly different societies and a world blocked by the sun by a magical veil that leaves the world in complete darkness. Tal is a chosen from the castle and Mila is an ice Carl from the ice. Together they discover that evil long throughout has vanished long, sorry, long thought to have vanished once more threatens our world slowly and secretly letting its presence be felt a pact was broken and a war dormant for 2000 years is rekindled danger looms and it is up to these two children and a small band of unlikely heroes to save their dark world
1: hmm, nice. that sounds sound like
0: some shit we'd read right now i don't know what does i know
1: right <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway so the six books that came out in, in 2000 um but that was probably the one series that was like iconic in my childhood and I've reread it a few times but like I said if you held a gun to my head I couldn't huh. tell you what it's about
1: <laughs> interesting yeah yeah I definitely it's really interesting now because I'm like reading these books and I'm like these will be books that my if this ever happened yeah. if I you know decide to have kids but my future children I think I would be like you should read these books I would be that annoying parent though it's like you should read these books because they're like really good and I would just like wait
0: yeah, and you're like, then can we? Get <laughs> Have That'd you read it yet? Thank you. Have you
1: finished it yet? Have you read it yeah. yet? Like that would be me, um, because I'm annoying like that. But um totally fair. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: my my mom used to work at the um like our city the city government, and the library was like on the same campus as where she worked. So we would like get done with school and then would go sit at the library until she was off of work. So I spent a lot of time in the library as a child, just reading whatever I could quite literally get my hands on. So oh yeah, had of reading whatever I felt like. So <laughs> it was a good time. Okay. Last question is how did you guys decide to start the podcast and how do you stay motivated to keep going? I'll let you give your opinions first.
1: So I would say it's kind of started, Todd Ta- had started her bookstagram. Um, and I was like talking to her and I was like, I think I'm going to start a book talk. Like that would be fun. And I kind of started a book talk and she goes, how about we start, a podcast and because we both love reading and we were kind of going back and forth and like you read this book this book da. da, da, da and we were like hey, let's start a podcast and so it, that's kind of how it formed um i would say just a love for books i mean we both talk about books anyways and like love to talk about books and what we're reading and when we lived together in college like we were always like you know swapping books and stuff like that and so um i think it was nice to kind of get back into that into that um, that moment of just like sharing what we loved as far as reading and um and enjoying that. And then um what keeps us going, I would say it's just it's so fun. I mean, it's just we've met such like I said before, we've met such awesome people and we continue to meet such amazing people. And there's some been some great opportunities that have been afforded to us. And we just um it's just we have so much fun and we try to make it fun. Um again, again with this episode today, like you know, we were supposed to read a book and unfortunately it didn't happen. And so, and that's fine. Um, and we decided, you know what, we're gonna do a QA because that just feels right for this. Um, and we try to just have fun with it and we try not to make it so pressured or anything like that to to be like super intense with that. So I think we do a really good job about balancing. We've we've slowly figured out, you know, what works best for us. Um, and um, I think if you were to think about if anyone is thinking about starting a podcast or anything like that, definitely it takes time. I mean, it takes time to find your groove. It takes time to find your niche. It takes time to, um, kind of understand what you want out of it. Um, but once you figured it out and I think we have, um, it's, it's just so fun and it's so nice and it's just, it's just a good time to talk about books and just outside of writing it, on a on a on a caption or talking about it in a short three-minute video you know it's 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 nice to just really get into those deep dive conversations about books that we love or even you know, books that we don't and we can just rage about them for a little while <laughs> but yeah what about you tat
0: yeah i think so i started my bookstagram november guess uh, like december of last year and i had like kind of gotten influenced I guess on my personal page it started to bleed over and I was like I think I could do this like I have been really looking for something to focus on and give myself a hobby I'd been working from home for a couple months then um i just come home from like living abroad and my life was so different with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff but just like the social aspect of it I think I was missing that a lot and so I was like let me start this bookstagram and see what it's like and everybody in the community was so friendly and amazing and I stumbled upon the Bibliovert podcast shout out to them and Akafe podcast and they were so fun and I loved getting to listen to them talk about all these like amazing books and things that I was finally reading. And I felt like I was really integrating in the community being like, Oh, wait, I've read that book. Like, and I feel the exact same way. And, you know, I talked to them and reached out to them and been like, I feel the same way. Like, I love your guys' podcast and all of that kind of stuff. And it just felt so much more attainable. I feel like podcasts were always one of those things where famous people did it or like weird entrepreneurs did. <laughs> and I I listened to podcasts before but I got so into like the bookish ones I was like this would be really fun if we did this ourselves because first of all I love to talk second of all I'm neurotic so I just was like you're also dude. very
1: extroverted so yeah. the social aspect of it is exactly exactly like
0: Yeah. That's me. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm super like, exactly. And I'm super extroverted. But for me, it was like, I really wanted someone that I knew outside of like bookstagram that knew me before, but I kept hearing about all these people who like had these relationships where they were like, we met on bookstagram and we like, you know, started this podcast or now we're best friends or whatever it is. And so I was like, it, it was, I wanted that so badly. And I was like, (laughs) I haven't been here long enough. I'm too annoying. That's just never going to happen. But I, so I was like, I have to find somebody that I already know that reads books. And then you would reach out to me and I was like, Hey, this is like, I don't want to no pressure, but is this awkward? Let's do this now. So, and you know, and Kirsten was so down for it, which was amazing. And so I think I had had it brewing for a while and was really looking for someone that I was like, you know, how weird I am. And I know how like weird you are. And we're not afraid to like cover weird things or talk about stuff or, you know, like sit down and commit. And it's not like, well, what's your schedule? Cause I don't really know you and all that kind of stuff. I'm just going to call you and be like, Hey, so I think that that was a little bit easier. That like we've been friends for so long and we really know each other. And um, I think that and like you and I have very differing opinions about the same things. And we're like very willing to read the same book but disagree about a lot. And so I think I think that like brings a, f- a funner. That's not a word, but
1: yeah. Again, it's a safe space here. We we yeah, can rage about it or the love about it.
0: Banter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very like, yeah accurate. Name. We're different people. Uh, we have different opinions. So yeah, that kind of came together like as beautifully as it could have. And I think for us, like staying motivated, it is a very strenuous process, I think, to get started. We did a ton of research before we started. It's, it's not hard. It's not, it's just a lot of research and everything we do, we do mostly for free. It's not like it's a huge cost to start it up. Um, you could do everything for free if you wanted to, you could not spend a single dollar and do all this. And so that's kind of where we were looking at it is like, how do we do this? How easy is it? How attainable is it? And how like, how can we do this long-term? Like, you know, how sustainable is all of this for us? And so I think it was just like, we're still in the pandemic. We live very far away where unfortunately we don't have a lot of friends in the areas that we live in. And so this is like a really fun chance for us to basically just get to like FaceTime for, you know, four hours a week and do exactly what we would have done either way. So I think that's easy to stay motivated when you're already talking to people about this. And like, we would have done this anyway. We're just now making all of you listen to us. So
1: into us banter back and forth about, (laughs) about the books that we love and hate and uh, everything in between. So in our random, Uh, random tangents, I mean, who doesn't love, who doesn't love tangents? (laughs) I'm a very like squirrel. Like I have the attention span of the goldfish. So um, there's that too, but, um, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's been such a fun process. And, um, I feel like we also, like, we've known each other for 10 years now. And so, um, I feel like I've also learned a lot about you though, through this whole process, even, you know, you're like preferences and reading and just like, the, I've, you know, I've known you for 10 years, but, you know, you're still, learning things about people and having these conversations and I think a lot of these conversations are necessary and good conversations and yeah I think yeah it's just fun to talk books and meet people like-minded people and just shoot the shit sometimes (laughs) yeah
0: it's it's so cool to like meet the people who have the same opinions about you one and then two to have them about you know books and everything else outside of life and all the like fun people we've gotten to interview and stuff like that. Literally us
1: when we were like talking yeah. with lawyers That's volume.
0: Right. <laughs> we're, we're like, oh my but, God, are we the same people?
1: Seriously. They're like the East Coast first. They're the New York to RLA. Like, yeah. They're very
0: that like, was four hours of the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> like <laughs> literally. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's so. been super fun. And you know, if you guys ever have questions about starting podcasts, you can always reach out to us. But mm-hmm. it, it's been a labor of love and I mean I'm having a great time. Same. That is all the questions I have. Do you have anything you wanna add? Final thoughts?
1: Uh, I would say our, so we had our voting for the October choice of the month for our book club, for the bookish banter book club. And it is Night Circus is the um, the book that everyone chose. So that is our October pick for the book club. So very excited to read that one. I was really excited, really excited um, that was on the list, so. Um, for I don't know if it still is, but if you guys have Kindle, it's like one ninety nine on Kindle. So, or at least it was when uh, I got it a couple days ago. So, if you're looking for an easy way to do that, or go through your library, there's that too. If I you don't own it, mine
0: at Goodwill for three dollars. i was shocked.
1: There you go. It's Perfect an older book.
0: So it was easy yeah. to Find
1: should be able to. If you want to join us, um, there's a lot of options to to um, to read it. Let's see. So that is the pick for October again go we we an episode literally dropped um last thursday on the 30th um our uh part one of our crossover with lower your volume part two comes out this next thursday so if you want to listen to that um head on over there and give them a shout say hello i think that's it for announcements as far as I remember. I don't think anything else. Again, our schedule is gonna be a little light moving into the holiday season, so keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, I think that's like all of our like big announcements. We don't have anything else coming up. Like that, that's super exciting. But if you guys aren't following us, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Manter Podcast. If you guys are not, uh subscribe, leave us a five-star review, especially on Apple. It is much easier to do it on here than it is on Spotify. But if you guys aren't subscribed, leave us a review, a nice review, a five-star review. Um, And you can follow me and Kirsten on uh, Instagram. Our Instagrams are linked on there. And they're the exact same thing on Tickety Talk. So if you want to follow us on either platform, I'm excited for next month. It'll be super fun. Well, I guess this month, technically, but
1: yeah. The end of the month. The end of the month. (laughs) (laughs) So very excited.
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our little Q&A and got to learn a little Mm -hmm. bit more about us all the burning questions that you guys didn't ask for we answered so <laughs> <laughs> have a great week <laughs> all right bye
1: guys we'll talk bye. to you later have fun
0: what a time to be alive Bye. Okay, bye.
1: <laughs> thank you for listening to the bookish banter podcast this week we would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review thank you once again and we'll see you all next week